I guess it's on a case by case basis, but <clears> if, if I want to be someone that someone else can see as trustworthy and I can, I can bring any mess at all infidelity or, or blood sacrifice, drinking the blood of it, the innocent, like it'd be just however ab uh, uh, abominable as can be. And I want to know that no matter what I'm bringing that person, you know, yeah, there, cause I, I know I, for me, I think I told you before it was Elder Downing. I just knew that if I went to Elder Downing, <clears throat> I could tell him anything and he would just be, okay, I'll pray for you. You know, and it's literally what he did. You know, I didn't tell him I was drinking the blood of the innocent, but yeah. <laughs> so, he, um, you know, he was, he was hundred percent cool and he prayed for me and I, and I felt great. It was, it was, it was the best feeling ever, you know. Welcome to Acts 2 and 42. Real discussions, real opinions, real stories and testimonies, real church talk. Welcome to Acts 2 and 42. So welcome back. Uh, tonight is just me and T Sock. <laughs> uh, no, no Sheree. Uh, she's uh, she's baking for uh, the homeschool uh, bake sale. I think she's planning a big trip to uh, the Franklin Institute again uh, for mm. the end of the year field trip. Um, so nonetheless, but that's um, when you got as many kids enrolled as we do. <laughs> uh, it's costly, but. And she does whatever she can um, to raise, you know, through uh, different efforts like bake sales and stuff. So she's she's working on that. She was going to jump on. I said, look, if it's too much, I think we can cover this one. Um, I know you mm -hmm. had quite a bit that you wanted to share. So this is actually kind of a not spinoff, but we were actually uh, going to try to get to it. Uh, the last podcast, um, which we were just talking about our faults. You know, we go through trials and tribulations. We fall short. We go through all this. So. You know, don't think that, you know, we're not going through also, or we think we've arrived or holier than thou, and we've ascended to the third heaven and, and such. But, um, but anyway, um, but before we jump in, I do want to say that uh, the, uh, the brother Paul Keynes, the minister, <laughs> Paul Keynes is um, at 630 in a few minutes, we'll be delivering a message from on high. So prayers up to that brother and that yeah. group. It's a Facebook group. Um, it's pretty cool. So they they utilize um, Facebook Live similar to this, and um, we'll have a have a speaker. You know, so uh, good stuff. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'll probably check that out later. See what he's see what he's talking about. I think the topic was holiness. So interested in in what he's got to say. So, um, yeah, man, uh, confess your faults. Uh, my head. <laughs> I had some notes. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> you know, last time talking about us falling short, all that, we were going to roll into confess your faults. And um, just for the sake of time, not to not to push it too long, uh, we cut that short. Going to dedicate a few minutes to it right now. So, um, you know, not only do we want to talk about the scripture, what that means, what role that plays. Um, I think T's got some things he wants to, wants to cover, wants to point out. But I think we'd like to get to you know, what that looks like, you know, how, how do I confess? Like, how do I, you know, stand in front of T and say, bro, I've done X, Y, Z. I've done this. I've done that. Um, pray for me, you know, or whatever. Um, that's a humiliating process. Um, <laughs> so not only how do I do it, uh, how do I trust him? Mm -hmm. How do I trust the person or how do I find a person to trust or trust the person that I want to, you know, that I could share this with? 
Um, and then how do I be that person? You know, if, if there is, you know, some input we can have for that. So I don't know, T, why don't you, uh, why don't you take the ball from here? Cause I'll just talk. So. <laughs> well, I'm sure they're, they're used to that, but yeah, um, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as the scripture itself, you know, confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you might be healed. Um, then goes on to say the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous man availeth much. What's that? You know, it's <laughs> that which sound, part? That's not English. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, they say it's an English translation, uh, translation, but that's not. Um, you know, yeah. I as far as the the effectual and fervent prayers, or the um, the sincere, you know, and and constant, or um the the heartfelt to, to try to not dumb it down but um make it a little more clear right. um it's the sincere and and repetitious you know petition mm -hmm. of those who have found favor among god you know that prevail um i believe christ spoke of the the, the individual who besought the king you know many times and how mm -hmm. by constantly beseeching the king or going to the king you know seeking after something from the king um, it went from the king essentially kind of ignoring the individual to saying, look, even though I don't fear God nor man, this individual has petitioned me so much, you know, that I feel a, I feel a needful to honor their request. Right. Um, and it's the same thing we, when we keep going before the Lord, you know, lands before his feet saying, look, um, my brother has sinned, you know, he's been overtaken in this thing, you know, please help him, you know, show me what I can do to help him. Um, and not only that, you know, help, help him to take refuge in, in your comfort, you know, and, and to, to lean on your strength. But, um, the first part of that is to confess your faults mm -hmm. one to another. And first off, I think that many of us have a tendency to run to God. You know, we have a tendency to run to prayer, um, instead of confessing our faults to one another because it's safer for lack mm -hmm. of a better um, analogy. It's a lot safer to run to that, which you can't see rather than to the person that you can see right before you um, and, and sacrifice or allow for judgment. You know, um, right. I think that's why th that scripture becomes one that's often stated, but not, as often exercised yeah i think um you know like first john uh um confess your faults um or if, if we confess our sin excuse me mm -hmm. um he's faithful and just to forgive you know i've seen different translations you know on that most of them just say if we confess our sins he's faithful you know so forth um where one says if we can it actually says if we confess our sins to him Okay. He, he, he's faithful. Um, I don't see any difference in the Greek. You know, if you check the Greek sources, you know, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it's um, the Alexandrian, you know, line or the uh, majority text line, or if you understand any of that, I know you do. Average person doesn't. Um, but it doesn't matter. They, they all say the same thing. It's just a matter of, you know, the one that adds to him, I think is uh, one of the more paraphrase, like a full paraphrasing translation. So they're adding that in where the text doesn't say it, but they believe it's appropriate. You know, it fits there. 
I do, I do think I would agree that it's like, it's not incorrect. I don't agree with the practice of doing that with the Bible, but um, I don't think uh, the information is necessarily wrong that we confess to him and he's faithful and just to forgive. Mm-hmm. Um, and that may fulfill, you know, like that role of repentance as it pertains to salvation. You know what I mean? So I guess if I were to, to make sense of all that, whatever I just did (laughs) to say it, to say, to make a normal sentence, to just say a normal sentence clear. I think we can, I think from what I read, we can go to, um, we can go to prayer. We can confess Mm -hmm. to God in prayer. We can receive uh, forgiveness, you know, through that Avenue. But I think there's an added benefit, you know, that what um, James in this case that we're reading James 5 uh, 16 I think that the the second part of that is that you may be healed not that you that you may be forgiven but that you may be healed that you may be delivered mm-hmm. out of that you know and if you look at you know biblical examples um you know I, I'm sure they're they're plentiful you know uh, I can't think of it comes to mind but um, of praying one for another, you know, and that inter- intercession, just intercession by itself that, you know, even the fact that the things that you ought to pray, you know, Romans eight, we talked about this the other day, you know, that, you know, the spirit, you know, grumbles and moans for you and intercedes for you, um, things that you need prayer for, you know, that either you don't know, or that you, you haven't, uh, taken upon yourself to utter. So even, the Holy, the Holy Spirit is interceding for you. You know, Jesus Christ is before the Father interceding for us. We intercede for one another, you know, so it's like that, you know, um, you mentioned like uh, going before the judge and that not pounding like, um, like the violent take it by force, by force, you know, action, not, not uh, mm-hmm. violence as in physical threat or pain. Persistent. Like, yeah, persistent action. And I'm going to do that on your behalf. You're going to do it on my behalf. And how can I do that if you will not talk to me? How can Mm -hmm. you do that for me if I don't talk to you? And then if we're not doing that, and instead you were kind of running from it like Adam in the garden, (laughs) we're we're delaying our own deliverance, right? Mm -hmm. It's, man. I also think that the more, or excuse me, the less we do that, um, the less we confess one to another, the less we will confess, you know, because it's like if none of us are confessing, it's almost like a, a stalemate mm-hmm. and everyone's waiting for the next man to to show his weakness while the next man doesn't want to, because it's like, well, am I the only one in here with infirmities? Right. You know, um, and I, I think it's just kind of self-preservation. Um. Mm-hmm. Cause you don't want to be the guy that's ousted for his fault. And then when you think, well, I thought we all had him, right. you know, it's like, nah, bro, that was just you. <laughs> um, which I think that's how some people come off, you know, uh, we see it in church. We see it in churches when the quote center walk through the door, you know, and all the second five folks are sitting there ice grilling. Um, and you feel like you're the only one who's ever sinned in that, in that camp, you know? Right. <clears throat> so in that respect, who will they confess to mm-hmm. the people right. who are super holy sitting here judging them at the door, you know? Um, but nonetheless, I think that the less we confess to one another, the less 
we will in the future. You know, less um, probable is that we will in the future. But there is a great benefit, um, not just in that I can pray for you, but now you can identify with the things I struggle with. You know where I, where I need help at. You know, I can identify with the things you struggle with. I know where to go before the Lord on your behalf, you know, or where to just, when to just hit you up and be like, yo, bro, look, you know, I know you say you're going to do this, this, and that. Um, just be careful, you know, because a wise man foreseeing evil hides himself. But sometimes it takes for a wise man to get that call from his brother, but like, look, bro, you know, don't forget, you know, this may be there or whatever it is, you know, just to try to help him avoid that thing. You know, mm -hmm. two is better than one, you know. Um, but the more we confess one to another, the more fellowship, the more true fellowship, you know, that there is between each one of us. Mm -hmm. And I think the more it, it humbles us and reminds us of, of our humanity and our infirmity, you know, in our own uh, weakness of the flesh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I, I kind of laughed because I don't think there's anything more hilarious than hilariously awkward than someone like blurting out something that they thought was uh unanimous uh, or uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know um, and it's like you find yeah. out you're the only one it's like <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah it's like there, oh there's okay a bit so of that, you know we so we're not doing that all right, right. cool <laughs> i mean you know we, we've all had that weekend where we were blackout drunk and don't remember where we were going yeah, everybody looking at you like I mean, we're not doing that you know whatever it is you know yeah yeah so um yeah, and and um, it's 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 really human nature, you know. And I say human nature um, because it's it's a it's a godly truth that sin is missing the mark, and it doesn't really matter how you miss it, but it's missing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, all unrighteousness is sin. Anything unrighteous is missing the mark of righteousness and holiness. You know. Um, of things that God said is good and, and, and God said is bad, but so it doesn't matter what it is, you know, um, there's things that it's, it's human civilization or society that we now know we look at these things are more frowned upon and that changes with time, what we, what society and what people in general frown upon, like right now in this world, whether, you know, um, forget politics, but even in the church, um, I think it's less, uh, looked down on to be, uh, you know, gay or lesbian than say 30 years ago, mm -hmm. 30 years ago, you better not said a word in church. You know, now it's like, Hey, you're either tolerated or it's okay or whatever it is, but it's way better than what it was 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. Well, the, the, the whatever it was in God didn't change. And I'm not saying you shouldn't have been able to say it 30 years ago. I'm just saying that see society's view on something changes with time. Yeah. It, te it tends to be more favorable towards sin. It doesn't matter what it is, whatever your sin is, just wait a few years. It'll be fine. The church will love it. Don't worry about it. They won't say a word to you. Um, but there's a, there's a proverb about that, about, you know, like a good man that, that um, doesn't correct his neighbor. You know what I mean? Like that's not love like that you're setting a trap for that man you're not you're not helping him to avoid a trap you're helping him to be trapped so mm -hmm. it's like when i have the opportunity to um yeah to say something or you have the opportunity to say something and we don't do that i mean that's not love we're, we're it's the watchman who doesn't prepare the people for the sword that's coming right. no one gets coming yep if you really believe the faith and the book you say you believe in well, you, you can't read it. You can't be reading it. You can't. 
I mean, <laughs> especially this, just this topic alone, just go through Proverbs and Psalms, just go through there and see what it says about what to do with your inequity. You know, when you have, <laughs> when you have a transgression, um, do you cover it? Well, love covers a multitude of sin. Did you know that? <laughs> love covers sin. So we're just going to, we're just going to wash over it and pretend like it doesn't exist. It's funny because we're talking about James, confess your faults. But at the bottom, at the very end of that chapter, he talks about the person that helps his brother that errs, saves mm -hmm. him from destruction. Yep. Right. You're saving him from death. You're saving him from hell. Like, and then, then he says something like, that's covering a multitude of sin. Mm -hmm. Correcting him, not pretend like it doesn't exist. You yeah. know, so anyway, uh, we need to be okay with both sides of it. We've talked about that, you know, to the umpteenth time or whatever like you know several times already recently which is what brought us to this point but you know if if we're okay and it starts with humility like i said it's a humiliating process to go and say this this most detestable thing um i've done or this most abominable mm -hmm. thing i've done you know i i don't know who in their right mind wouldn't pray that some of the things we that we've done or our friends have done or our loved ones have done have never been. We want to cover that. Like, that's why we believe things like love covers them all to the sin. Because, you know, it's human nature to say, nope, let's just pretend like that didn't happen. Because that's too bad, you know, or whatever. Man, that's the stuff we really need to be delivered from. And that's the stuff that we need to be talking to one another and praying for one another, you know, to, to hope for that um, that fervent prayer, that that effective powerful you know elijah stopped the rain like who stops the rain or, you know, christ having power over it, you know but so anyway um humility it, it really if we can humble ourselves, you know i think if we are humble we'll have an easier time talking to one another and yeah. i mean humble in the in the the sense of the word that it is humiliating yeah i'm detestable i'm uh, without God, without him washing away my sins, without his grace and mercy continually, I am nothing, yeah. nothing to be pr proud about. I have nothing to, you know, um, but this is, it's, it's counterculture, you know, because um, everything now is self-esteem, you know, and, and stuff that I don't care how you feel about yourself. <laughs> you know it's it's um it's one thing when you achieve, you've achieved something good i'm not talking about that like you've actually achieved something you know it's cool to, to have pride for something you've achieved but that's you, you understand what i'm saying yeah. um it's just you know i'm good you know i'm i feel good about myself even if i shouldn't even if i should be uh remorseful so anyway yeah i definitely think it's um it definitely takes humility and uniformity in that regard you know it it takes for each of us to be humble and to remember that look man i'll remember the things i did and i am fully aware of the things that i still do you know the things that i still fall to so why would i judge you bro you know like bring it to me um let's go before him you know what i mean um and let's try to figure out where do we go from here you know and if you fall to it again look man i'm gonna be here for you you know um i think that's you reference how things were 30 years ago. I think that's a big reason why um, people who are, people who do live a homosexual lifestyle wouldn't come to the church because instead of being like 
Christ who said, I hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans. I hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans. Mm -hmm. You hate I the hate Nicolaitans. The yeah. You know, yes, you hate the people and you condemn right. the people to hell, leaving them stuck in their sin, feeling like there's no hope for them. You know, and where it was that way 30 years ago, now it's just like, oh, well, do as you please and you'll be accepted. You know, so I think we went from one extreme to the other. But when when you're more likely to think of your own infirmity, your own sin, the things that you've done, you know, um, I believe it was it was either Paul or Peter that spoke of how I think it's Paul spoke of how the goodness of God leads men to repentance. And he spoke of he spoke on how you having done those those very things now look at them with disgust, forgetting that you were forgiven for those same things. You know, so I think if we internalize more the things that we do and are more humble, you know, and our and we ourselves go to our brothers and sisters and say, look, um, man, I've done this thing, you know, pray for me. I try to I try to make it, I try to make it a habit, um, but I could be more not necessarily descriptive, but um clear in what thing I'm battling with, you know, but I try to reach out as much as I feel is necessary to say, look, man, I'm dealing with something. Take it before him for me, you know? So that when someone else comes, the first thing I'm thinking is what I've done, you know, that can mirror that thing, you know? And okay, I can understand how hard it could be. Cause I think at the end of the day, we're all addicts. You know, we, we were addicted to that thing and accept the Lord deliver you from it. Mm -hmm. Trust and believe you'll fall into that thing again you know, except he deliver you from it, you'll fall into it again. There are things that I haven't even looked back at at all, you know, because he delivered me from that. I'm good. He took it, drop of a dime, you know, but um, there are other things where it's like, man, I'm here again, you know, and I try to come and say, look, man, I'm trying, you know, and I went this long, but I'm here again. Um, and like I said, it's easy to go to God about it. Right. But sometimes what you need is your brothers and sisters there, you know, to not only help you up, but to also hold you accountable, you know, so say, all right, bro, let's get together. You know, um, not like, oh, you're there again, but you got this, you know, um, there were years ago, you ended up sending me a message, you know, back when I was still um, smoking weed mm -hmm. and essentially it was, look, man, I see the God in you. I see the things that you do. I see your love for him. But this thing, you know, is holding you back, you know, and it was both correction and love. And that's the thing that really hit me. It was like, man, yeah, Lord, I need your help with this. You know, um, and I yeah. think that right there is the confessing and then that response that will ultimately cover a multitude of sin, that will ultimately remove the person from that snare. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, you had said something you know, uh, like when someone comes back, I think they're like, um, comes back to you for prayer, you know, like confesses and says, man, uh, I've done this and this and the other. Um, I think, um, I think first and foremost, you know, the person uh, you're confessing to, the person you're confessing to uh, needs that information to know what to pray for you about. Um, and then if it's a persistent problem, then, you know, as a brother, you know, you know, kind of like how a coach would do men, men understand this a little bit better because of, you know, sports and coaching and stuff like, um, drill instructors, whatever it is, they can talk to you, you know, 
terribly. <laughs> and then somehow that's coaching. That's inspiring. You know, you maggot, you know, you, this, that, you know, you're worthless, you know, whatever. But um, there's a part of, you know, coaching that does hold you accountable. You know what I mean? That says, you know, you know, whatever, but it's, it's, um, man, it's a little bit more, a little bit more assertive. I don't know about aggressive, but a little bit more assertive in, um, in man, man, you got, you got to pick yourself up. You know what I mean? But anyway, you had said something like that. And it was like the nature of your comment was like the person holding you accountable again, man, man, you got to, you know, this, that, the other, but, um, but again, you know, I'm just saying that the, the first and foremost, that person just needs to know what to pray for, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I noticed that even in my own life, there are things that I tried to just kind of deal with myself. You know, it's like, all right, I'm gonna get myself together. Um, I'm gonna do this, you know, um, and I'll be good for a moment. And then it's like the, the, the tops and popped off, you know, um, and I believe that's from trying to hide it, you know, not like trying to keep it, not trying to suppress so I can continue doing it, but trying to suppress so that I'm not, you know, mm-hmm. um, burning anybody else with it or going for the Lord for the same thing. And it doesn't help. It's, it does not help. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Even, you know, you mentioned it, um, kind of like secular, you know, a secular angle or whatever. Um, and whether it be, you know, addiction, you know, drugs, alcohol, or something like that, you know, that person that if they really want to be in recovery, they're going to need, you know, um, a sponsor or someone in their mm-hmm. family, a friend or family nearby that's keeping them honest because you can't rely on yourself, especially if it's like <laughs> an addiction, you're going to want easy access back to the thing that you need to be healed from delivered from mm-hmm. You're going to want easy access and they should be there to help you deny that to yourself, you know, um, to say, nope, 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 nope. We don't hide and sneak over there. And because and, the more you have, you, it might start off with, with just, um, having that, you know, bottle or whatever. And, um, yeah, you go over and uh, one day you end up taking a sip. And it's like, all right, we'll just one sip. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're just guzzling. You're full blown gone, and there's no accountability around you. Um, yeah, there's no way out, you know, with that. So don't leave yourself, you know, easy access. Confess, get it out in the open. Have, you know, um, like as much accountability as you can have. But like I said, in this case, the um, the real help is prayer, you know. But but definitely the accountability and not having um, access to things that just runs rampant eventually, you know, it doesn't help. So, um, how about, how about the other side of it? Right. You know, it takes humility and everything, you know, to go to someone, what about being, a, how can you be that person, you know, um, that someone can come to that someone feels comfortable saying, no, nah, I cheated on my wife or whatever. It's like something that you would mm-hmm. hope never got out, you know, what's your thoughts on that? I think, um, I kind of, referenced a little bit earlier being the person who has self-awareness you know of their own um infirmities being first thinking upon yourself and remembering that man i still got things that i got to go before him for mm-hmm. you know and also keep it in mind that two things uh, one with the same judgment you put out, right. you'll receive, but also knowing that if you judge that situation, you might want to be careful because you'll find yourself in that situation, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then even in that case, yeah, you've judged it harshly. So now you've also fallen to it. It's, it's the, um, 
oh man, I believe the wicked king receives a cruel messenger. You know, if you want to, if you are the person who is harsh on others, then you'll end up falling victim to that very thing. So considering that, you know, or worse. Mm -hmm. So considering that, I should be more willing to listen um, as well as to try to, I, I would take a lot of things to the Lord first. You know, like if you're talking to me, you want, and you want to confess and then you want advice. Honestly, depending on how, how heavy it is, I'm like, look, bro, uh, you have to give me a second because I need to I need to actually pray. You know, that way I'm in the right mind. Um, I've checked myself because when I go before him, it's look, I know of my own, I don't deserve to be here. You know, um, of my own righteousness, I shouldn't even be before you right now. You know, and thanking him for his forgiveness and, and you know, his mercy and just laying before him broken, which allows me to come to you humble and say, look, bro, um, here's, here's the case, you know, here's what we should do and just let me know what I got to do to help you. But it's because I know that if I, if I were to receive judgment just off my merit alone, I'd be doomed. So why would I, why would I judge you without, you know, trying to empathize with you without trying to, you know, um, take on your burden with you and, and go before him and, and say, look, man, we're both a mess here. You know, I'm not going to be that guy in the temple that says, look, I fast, I pray, I do all these things, Lord, and I deserve your righteousness. It's mm -hmm. no, I am a wretch. You know, I am twisted, man, except you help me, I'll die and go to hell, you know, right. and I understand that. So I come before you not only asking for forgiveness of my own sins, but for my brother as well. Yeah, and, and we've said this about prayer in general, but how do you pray and basically, you know, quote unquote, whatever, look God, you know, in the face, you know, recognizing your insufficiencies, your need for grace, your um, having received grace and mercy, and then, and then leave and treat someone contrary. You know, it's, it's very, it's a very difficult thing to do. Um, it's the servant who was forgiven for his debt and then yep. went and harshly judged others for theirs, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Um, I can't, I can't speak for anyone else. I just know that if I go to prayer and I pray those things sincerely and everything, and then, so then I either think about, you know, in prayer, you know, my, I, my brother comes to mind, I pray for a brother, sister or whoever, um, or just going and dealing with them. It's, it's very hard for me uh, to do what that guy did in that passage, you know, mm -hmm. to treat them harshly when I receive mercy. It really is. Um, it, 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 it gives me more grace, you know, towards them. It has me be more gracious towards them and just, you know, but I don't know. I would be really worried if I went out and treat, I, I just would be very worried that my prayer was ingenuine because I don't know how you have that genuine prayer and then not have like that to mm -hmm. connect for me, you know, look, I'm, judge not that you be not judged forgive and it shall be forgiven of you like that i don't need to know those passages to know that that's exactly how i feel how <laughs> dare i think bad of you how how dare i mistreat you when look at look at his patience with me you mm -hmm. know, or whatever the case may be like it's just a natural feeling that i'll be patient because man he's been patient i'll be merciful he's merciful you know and um it's not even me that you need mercy of in most cases, because you haven't done anything to me. If you have, that, that, that's different. 
but nonetheless it's just like man i just i don't understand it i don't learn i don't i couldn't imagine that i couldn't you know now i've been judgmental i have like and and it's like accidental like i don't i don't i don't mean to do it and you know i was actually talking to someone about this before and i'm like man so i feel like if i think this or i think that i, I feel like that's a little judgmental you know mind your own business you know or whatever but you know my concern as a christian knowing the scriptures about you know there is a certain we've talked about that like uh we've talked about it you know paul talked about it. i got him to weigh in on it before but like there's always a line for a christian that like a brother should tap you and say hey what's going on here you know <laughs> what i mean like like come on we got to get out of here we got to you know and it's like so there's that it's like okay yeah i get that well just you know the only difference is you can't have any ill feeling or uh malice or you know what i mean like like yeah. you don't like look a disgust at, or disdain you, exactly you don't mm -hmm. you don't look at it like that if you're if i'm aware then i don't if i look at it with disgust or disdain or i look at it like i like i care about that the content of whatever that behavior is now i'm weighing in a, a personal judgment mm -hmm. where it's like i could just see that there's a, a problem here pray for that situation because um like in this case you know that person needs help whether they come or not but if like something goes through the grapevine you hear something's going on with this person or this couple or whatever well don't look at that with disdain look at that as an opportunity to, like i need to pray for this because that's not good we gotta we gotta yeah. get away from that you know so it's just like knowing that that's the fine line of recognizing you know brothers or sisters or churches or whatever it may be are, are in are in um uh and sin and uh, you know have committed faults or offenses and it's like you know when you start having disdain and personal feelings towards that that's error like now you've messed up you know um so nonetheless and and right now the the area is really the church pharisees i have a hard time not having personal feelings <laughs> towards pharisees but um and nonetheless um so anyway um us being someone I, I mean, I guess it's on a case-by-case -case basis, but if, if I want to be someone that someone else can see as trustworthy and I can, I can bring any mess at all, infidelity or, or blood sacrifice, drinking the blood of it, the innocent, like it'd be just however ab uh, abominable as can be. And I want to know that no matter what I'm bringing that person, you know, yeah, there because I I know I, for me I think I told you before it was Elder Downing I just knew that if I went to Elder Downing <clears throat> I could tell him anything and he would just go okay I'll pray for you you know <laughs> and it's literally what he did you know I didn't tell him I was drinking the blood of the innocent but yeah. <laughs> so, he, um you know he was he was hundred percent cool and he prayed for me and I now felt great it was it was it was the best feeling ever you know I think that that mirrors or magnifies why we should be careful with how we respond because you made a statement that um it's not you that that they need mercy from but from the lord and while i agree um i see where where paul had mentioned you know one who wanted his father's wife and how they should put away such a one and the church did and then paul came back later on and said well look i appreciate what you did and you did it in all zealousness you know to the lord but now I encourage you seeing sorrow and repentance from that person to bring them back in, unless once you be overcome with sorrow, 
and it drives them to despair. You know, sometimes our responses to a thing are interpreted as the Lord's response. You know, right. so it's interpreted as the Lord's feeling. Right. And I personally been there to where when you're admonished or when someone turns a cold shoulder to you that, especially of the faith, it, um, it causes you to feel like God is against you, you know, and that could be, that could be the thing that actually drives someone off and that called to say, he said, let Satan should gain such a one, right. you know? Um, so yes, they did. They did the sin, you know, but when they repented, he said, look, I appreciate that. Yes, you did what was right here. You admonished them, but now since they have turned from that thing, you know, bring it, um, accept them again. Right. But and I just think that we should watch how we respond, knowing that our response could be interpreted as the Lord's response. Mm -hmm. You know, our um, disdain, which is, which could be in that moment fleshly, mm -hmm. may be interpreted as the Lord no longer cares for them, you know, um, which could be the thing that drives them off. Right. And, and the Lord's disdain is for the actual enemy, which is Satan. Mm -hmm. you know now don't get me wrong he hates our sin and our sin mm -hmm. separates us from god and all that but but let's not ignore you know the main um the actual enemy i don't want to say you know the devil made me do it so you know the the person in question is is innocent you know because the devil made him do it but no but our real enemy is satan and what we want to do is we want to help pull our brothers out of the hands of satan out of the hands of death destruction you know condemnation um <clears throat> as best we can you know so i was thinking of the phrase heap coals of fire and i know that's a that's a mistranslator a misunderstood translation um than how i hear it i've heard it in church mm -hmm. it's 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 i don't know if you ever heard people use it like like mockingly or like uh yeah i'll show, I'll show you it's like that's counter counterintuitive <laughs> or, or uh you know that it doesn't make sense. The context is not repaying evil for evil, not doing mm -hmm. tit for tat, not like to supersede hate and 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 to bring love. So with that with that loving nature you have, it's I'll show you. <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> anyway, um God, I can't remember it. I can't remember it, man. So if you enemy hunger, feed them. Yeah. If they thirst, give them a drink for doing so. You heat coals of fire upon their heads. Yeah, and it was um, the actual like context of what that means. It's like shaming the devil, or shame, shaming the um. I won't say the action. Um, I know that one of the ways that I had um understood it mm -hmm. was that in doing so, you actually cause them to be ashamed by their deeds, you know. Um, because you've shown them love where they've intended evil, you know, where they've been harsh towards you, you responded with kindness and it actually causes Shame. ones. Yes. Yeah. You know, causes like, one to be ashamed of what they, of what they're doing. And I, and that causes them to turn away from what they're doing. Yeah. You win the soul, you know, instead of saying, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to be nice to you so that I can essentially sick the Lord on you, you know, so I can heap cold the fire on your head, right. you know, um, yes, it's, it's, it's just and righteous for God to reward tribulation to them that, that, that trouble you. But at the same time, your hope for them should be that God saves them. Right. You know, um, if I want so, you to and, feel shame, it's only so you repent and we can correct all this, mm -hmm. you know, make amends, not to reconcile, not to, uh, not to 
repay evil for evil, which is basically what they're saying. Yeah. You want that godly sorrow that works repentance. And it's um exactly it's um it's actually translated shame, coals of shame on their head. Um, and other translations. So and there's uh, a few other scriptures, Proverbs. Uh, let me see where the same exact phrase is found. We we were we were uh, reading from uh, we we brought up Romans twelve twenty. Um, <clears throat> if your enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Uh, for in doing so, you'll you'll heap burning coals of fire or burning coals of shame on their heads. But Proverbs twenty five twenty two also has in doing this, you will heap burning coals of uh, sh shame. Where would it go? Just had it. Yeah, burning coals of shame on their head, and the Lord will reward you. So, um, yeah. So anyway, where were we? <laughs> I'm about to get my grass cut. Yeah. We had the guys here. Is he okay? So are we good? I mean, we we kind of went round and round. I mean, what you think? I think we've uh, touched on a lot. Um, I think anything else from here will kind of be, I think we touched on quite a few strips scriptures as well. Um, without, you know, trying to specifically touch on these scriptures, which I think is good. I think we, um, I, hopefully we've helped someone, you know, to either want to confess, um, or excuse me, find the courage to confess or to be the person who can be confessed to. Right. Right. And I think both have equal value, equal mm -hmm. that we need to be, you know, prayerful of, concerned with, pray about. Um, so, yeah. Um, man. Now, one final thought. I mean, do we, do we confess, like, every single thing? You know, I remember Terry bringing up an example um, of, like, stealing a pen from PNC Bank. And... Um, I guess I'm, I'm thinking at my time, like, well, yeah, I think those are there for you to take them because it's marketing. You know, they, they want their name and logo and stuff. But um, but if your heart condemns you and you knew mm -hmm. you took it like, you know, I'll pocket that. Maybe you are wrong. You know, I guess it depends on the heart. But um, but I mean, if I take a pen from, you know, PNC Bank, do I hit you up and be like, yo, T, man, pray for me, man. I took the pen. <laughs> You know, in that case, I don't even know because, like, I, I see that I'm like, bro, <laughs> man, if you'll get out of here, you know. Um, um, but if you serious problem, serious, I can understand it because, flag. like, when you're when you're fresh, when you're yeah. fresh out that water, dude, you kill a fly, you want to confess, you know. Um, Cause we'd be, we'd be on the phone. We'd need a CB radio. We would just be in contact <laughs> all day. It's like, yeah, man, I cussed at him in my head or whatever, you know, I cursed him in my head or I, you know, had an impure thought or I, you know, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I think some of the things are, um, should be taken, um, to God in prayer, but I, I, I haven't thought through enough to, to give any type of direction as far as which should be taken to God, you know, and which should be taken to a brother or sister, um, which is something that I, I more than likely will do is spend more time actually thinking through it. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and and I think it might be kind of there in the context of James. I was going to say when you were you were saying, I don't know, uh, like James didn't tell us that, you know, confess these <laughs> faults one to another. These, you know, get over it, you know. But um, but I think in the context, like it's you know going to one another, and in you know as far as calling for the elders, is there any sick, any afflicted, any sick? Go to your brother. So if if it's like a fault, and it's because he also did say, if any man have afflicted, let him pray. That's true. You know, so there, I think there's, there's that as well. There are things where we should be praying before him, you know. Right. Um, there are things that we should be confessing to our brothers, yeah. you know. And I think, like, to go to the the um, the pen example, you know, if it's one pen, then then get over that. You know, correct it. That's cool. Um, if you have a problem taking pens and it's a multiple, you know, now it's becoming a pattern. Um that might be the point where you got to say, man, I, I don't know why I keep taking these. You know, I got to call, you know? Um, so anyway, just, just so we're not like becoming over, like you said, when you're new, it's like everything, everything yeah. is like, you know, so, all right, cool. Um, so, but next week T you got the week off next week, um, <laughs> but you can be down in the comments. I'll read them this time. Um, <laughs> as it looks right now, uh, Paul and his wife, um, Sheree had asked her to do one on modern women. Mm -hmm. uh, so next week Ooh. we're going to discuss. She about to get her Kevin Samuels on. Man, look, you know he's going to come up. You know he's going to come up. Uh, if you don't know who Kevin, she about to get her Kevin Samuels know. on. You're living under a rock. Oh you know? man, I'm gonna be all in them comments. Um, man, I wanted to say something so bad. <laughs> that's going to comments. that's gonna have to be all fair. Um, it's all good. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, but yeah. So if you're if you're watching and listening, you know, live uh, probably next Thursday around six, we'll do that. Jump in the comments if you have questions. I do want to know if there's people like, like come. You don't have to be live, but you know, you can send them, you know, messenger or whatever text me, Sheree, or, or anyone. Um, you know, like the modern women you know out there, and I think we need to talk about kind of in general, but also as it pertains to the faith. Mm -hmm. But um. So anyway, but, you know, what do we see? You know, what what is predominant? You know, like not outliers, but in general, what do we see are the norms now? Um, good or bad, you know, um, dating, looking for marriage, being married, like all that um, to add some, you know, context to the conversation, you know. Um, so nonetheless, um, but and then we can talk about modern men too. So, um, anyway. But I appreciate it. Um, we'll go ahead and wrap up and uh, come back to you next week. Deuces. Deuces.